Welcome to the 222 Paranormal Podcast. We are coming to you live recorded. Live recorded. <laughs> live recorded at Parunity in Peru, Indiana. This place is really cool. Yeah, we're I, in the fairgrounds today. Yeah, fair. awesome building, nice and open. Yeah, yep. Tons of vendors here today. Saw a few of our friends, Black Swamp Paranormals in the house. Yeah. And Tim Murphy from the Randolph County Asylum. If you guys have not been to Randolph, you probably should book your ghost hunt there because it's really crazy spooky active, which is here in Indiana. Yeah, that uh, we did a couple investigations there, and just it's unbelievable yeah. the stuff that you see there. But it's an asylum. I mean, what do you expect? Yeah, right? I mean, scary, spooky stuff. There was one hallway I was walking down, and it was... I just... You know, we do this, right? We, this is what we do. We go yeah. and we go, but I'm telling you, I was scared. I like ran out of the hallway. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I don't know. I just felt like something was was coming down the hallway at me. And I was by myself and I was like, um, no, not so much. <laughs> but that's all we go there I, for. I know, but I was scared. <laughs> but then I went back in the hallway because I was like, okay. Yeah. I got to see if this is a fluke or is this, there's something still there. It was still spooky. Bring on the ghosts, I'm telling you. <laughs> but that place is awesome. And they have a mansion also. I, I know that when we did the investigation, the other part of our group went and looked at the mansion, but we didn't. Yeah. But one of these days. Yeah. yeah so like we drove there. out yesterday to the convention with the intention of going to a mansion that's here in town. Mm-hmm. And then I wanted to take some pictures of the different names of the towns because right next to us is mexico (laughs) and erie and all these places but as usual we ended up at the the goodwills and right (laughs) oh my gosh the thrifting was amazing in this town yeah it was awesome so um you know we got we gotta make our living somehow (laughs) we had to pay for gas and snacks yes which, um, by the way, yeah. Jen, okay. tell our listeners so, about. Yeah. Two rows across from us, I see this guy, and he starts putting out these like things. And I thought they were pork rinds at first. I was like, those are chips, or homemade chips. There's a guy here making Carolina Ghost Reaper chips. And he's got like 15 different flavors. And they're called Rexy's Tasty Chips. And you can find him... Um, He's in, located in Kokomo. His email is r-d-o-b-s-o-n-j-r at hotmail.com. If you like really crunchy, tasty, homemade, poofy chips, and there's some really, really, really hot ones, if you're into that hot ghost peppery yes. Carolina Reaper Bring on stuff. the chips. <laughs> but, um, no, it was really they're really yummy. I'm going to eat the whole bag. Uh-huh. But, you know, so... We've got a whole lineup of di- of interviews ready for you guys. So yep. there's a few t- people are waiting at our table here. So we're going to get going here, and um, we'll talk to you. In a we'll minute. talk to you in a bit. And with us today from Parunity 2022, Linda from LNL Paranormal. Welcome to the show. Thank you. What city are you guys out of? We are out of Claypool, Indiana. Oh, wonderful! So. Is this your first time at this event? No, my second. Oh, great. So what brought you back to the event? Back to here? Mm-hmm. Just the big family. Yeah. Awesome event, and we're all like one big family. How long has your group been together? Um, the LNL has been actively investigating together since 2018. Oh, wow. So I don't know. Yeah, for a while. Great. And what started your journey into the paranormal? Well, I am considered a medium in class. When I was younger, I, what I thought was an imaginary friend turned out to not to be an imaginary oh. friend. So she was with me for most of my life. Um, I finally just got rid of her about a year or so ago. Okay. So and what, what made you decide or, or come to that conclusion that it was time for her to go? It was hard to let her go, but... Mm. She was more of like a protector. She was like my best friend. So mm-hmm. when I started doing L&L and doing the events and actively investigating, I found out there was more people like me that I could go and talk to about everything. Oh. 
Shawnell with Moonlight Crystals and Ice Indiana Crossroads Encounters. She is my best friend, so now we talk every day. So, and when you started on this journey, and you, maybe when you were younger, like, how was it for you? Were you intimidated by it? Were you just? Did it scare you at all? It did scare me trying to figure out what was going on. I didn't understand mm-hmm. for like the longest time. I didn't realize that. I thought I was weird. I thought I was not normal. And, well, I'm not normal, but... But you fit right in with all of us. Yeah, I fit in. (laughs) So it was scary. And then me and my mom, she started watching Ghost Hunters Taps. Mm -hmm. And I realized that I wasn't alone, that there was people like me out there. So Mm -hmm. I started researching more into what was going on with me and researching into, like, haunted locations and... Okay. And when, let me think how I want to word this. Uh, <laughs> what I'm trying to get at is like, what were you, were you hearing? Were you seeing or were, was it more of a feeling what was happening with you? It, I could speak to her. I seen her. I could see them. I can communicate with them in any, pretty much any way. Okay. Um, I do get others feelings so I can feel their energies. So mm-hmm. If I get a negative energy, I know something is wrong. And then if I get a positive energy feeling, then I know it's okay. Oh, cool. When you're doing your investigations, do you use that empathic abilities a lot during your investigation? Or does it just come to you naturally? So, or what I'm, what I'm asking is, yeah. yeah. So, so when you go into a location or that, what I'm thinking is, are you putting that out to the spirits so that they communicate with you? Or do you just go in and find out what's going on? When I go to a location, I usually take my blocks down because I usually do have blocks up. So, like, today I have blocks up. Well, when I go into a location, I take those blocks down, and I get a feel for the energy. Mm-hmm. And most of the time, the inner, the spirits and entities will come to me because they can tell that I can see them. I can sense them. So, I don't try to put it out there. Mm-hmm. And I will just, it just comes naturally just about... It's probably, you're kind of like a beacon of light for them. So they're out there, and then when somebody who has that ability to be able to communicate with them, they're probably drawn to you. Mm-hmm. Oh, they When are. you turn your Definitely. little, you turn your blocks off, and here they all come, right? <laughs> now, yep. Have you ever, um, no, so you actively go to locations to do investigations? Mm-hmm. Okay. Are you going into specifically haunted places, or are you going into, like, say, a residential who's having issues? We have. I have done quite a few different places, like, locations that are considered haunted, mm-hmm. but I also do residentials. Okay. So. And generally, the things that are going on in the house, do you find that they're you know, like maybe their family members or people attached to the house or is it maybe came in with a piece of antique or something? In most cases that I've run across is somebody bringing something into their home that the entity is attached to um, or they're on a piece of land that's already been haunted. Like someone was like murdered or something on it. Okay. So. And how, how do you help that person? Are you removing the spirit or are you just finding out what, why the spirit is contacting them? Like maybe they just don't like the lazy boy being in that corner, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> so when we get a call for somebody from an individual asking us to come in, we do a pre-investigation first. We go in, we talk to the homeowners. I get a feel for the place. We do a pre-investigation report and then... We do a mini investigation at that time if it's okay with the owners or the residents. Mm-hmm. And we do get rid of the spirits if they are requested. Okay. Now, I can't make a spirit cross over if they don't want to cross over, right? unfortunately. <laughs> I can't. I can. All I can do is just tell the, you know, the individual, you know, they're not wanting to leave. You know, I'm not for sure what's going on, but, you know, just tell them, hey, I'm living here too. This is my home. Now, have you ever had any of those entities stick around with you? I want to say attached because everybody uses that word a lot. But have they followed you home or or say, well, they don't want me here. Can I come with you? I have had a couple come home with me. And unfortunately, they don't get past my blocks. I have oh, okay. barriers around my house and okay. in my home. So they can't get 
through my barriers. And it's usually, okay, look, you can't be here. This is not a place for you. You need a crossover. Mm-hmm. So... Um, what type of things do you use to protect your home? Say if one of our listeners um, was having an issue or didn't want something negative come in, what's something simple they could do to help um, put up that, that wall or that block? You, there's a couple actually different ways that you could use. Um, most of the time people would call it as smudging, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't use that term. Take some sage and go through and sage your house, which will also cleanse it. And it will also put up a barrier. There's a wide variety. Um, I have clear quartz, black tourmaline, crystals in my home. Then there is a mixture of like a salt protection that I could use Mm -hmm. that I use around my home. And then also, if you feel like after what I tell most of the people that come to me is, once we do this sage. We take a line of sea salt and put it around oh, the okay. house so nothing else can get into the yeah. home. Which is important because you don't want to be woken up in the middle of the night when you're trying to get your beauty sleep, right? Just somebody saying, knock, 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 I'm here. So why do you use sage? What exactly does sage do? It cleanses. But how? Um, <laughs> I've never been spot. asked that before. Yeah, that put me on the spot. <laughs> Because so I hear still, that all the time. You know. Right. I'm still learning about the, the, you know, the crystals and the saging. So it cleanses it. So pretty much it pushes the entities and spirits away. Pretty much. And it makes everything calm yeah. for a okay. little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it will come back if you're not yeah. persistent enough to keep it mm-hmm. away. Because like Jen said, when you go on the investigations, we're always saying, come talk to us, come talk to us, come talk to us. Oh, yeah. And then you're like, well, leave me now. Yes. We're leaving. We're leaving. Yeah. You must yeah. stay. <laughs> oh, and, you know, we've had things that we think that have come home with us because, you know, there's been nights that we were so exhausted after ghost hunting for eight hours all night long. And oh, you're too time. tired and you forget to say um, your closing prayers or, or tell the spirits don't come with us. And they're like, oh, they didn't say anything, so I'm just going to hop in the Volkswagen and come home with them, right? Right. Usually when we go to a location, you know, we come in we're like, we thank you for allowing you, you know, allowing us to be here. You know, we're here to communicate. And then right before we leave, thank you for letting us be here yeah. again. But you have to stay here. You cannot follow me home. Yeah, for sure. Uh, look at that little one. Uh-huh. <laughs> so cute. What, what, what's your feelings on elementals? And, you know, we talk a lot about ghosts and spirits. But are you ever encountering anything that isn't so much... A person who has passed on. I have. And, and oops, got distracted. Little Chucky here uh, fell in front of us. Um, what has been your experience with those type of entities? I guess you would call them. For lack I of have dealt with a lot of demons. Um, one in particular, Zozo the demon, and he is really hard to get rid of. And there's a few others that I've come across, and I have not learned about them. Mm-hmm. So I do ask a demonologist about it and got information. And I'm the type of person, if I can't figure it out on my own, I'm going to go reach out to my paranormal family yeah. mm-hmm. and see if they can help me. Because it, it's really hard to get rid of certain entities. Mm-hmm. And you have to have that kind of a power to get rid of them. And if you don't, then... Unfortunately, it's going to be the poor resident is going to be stuck with them, and it's like it's not good. Yeah, I feel bad when I can't tell a individual that I don't know how to help them. Yeah, but I do reach out. Yeah. I do try to find a way to help them in any way I can. And you do bring up a good point: is if you're a paranormal investigator, don't try to do everything yourself. There's people out there that specialize in different aspects of the paranormal. Mm-hmm. And as you said, we're one big family. And that's one thing, too, is we come to these conventions and it does become a one big family. And we're all here for each other. So if you're out there and you are a paranormal investigator, don't try to do everything yourself. Specify, you know, just stick with one thing that you know and then ask for help. Because in the spirit realm, they have a lot of power. But you also Mm -hmm. do, too. You have the power to tell them no, this is not what you're going to do. You have that over them. And get help because there are a lot of tricksters out there too. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That will come across as, let's say, a little baby. And you're like, oh, I've handled little babies before. Next thing you know, you have a demon at your house, you know? Yeah. 
They come in all shapes and forms. They, there is nothing like out there that I have dealt with a lot of what people, oh, this is a kid. Well, it, mm-hmm. it might not be a kid. I'm sorry to tell you. I hate saying that, you know, they, they hear kids are like, oh, we think it's a little kid. And they're like, they're playing with the Ouija boards and stuff. I'm like, that, 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 I don't think that's a kid. Yeah. Unfortunately. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's, it's important. Like, like you said, you're learning, right? We're mm-hmm. always learning. Yeah. There's always something new to learn. And if you're not sure what you're going to get yourself into, maybe do some research before you go to yes. a location. Or maybe somebody knows you're in the paranormal, but they're dealing with something in their house, and it may be above your pay grade, right? Like, <laughs> Yeah, I am actually a paranormal historian also. Okay. So I do research if I... Before I go to a location, I do the history, the research, just to see. I mean, I don't see. I, I go through what maybe other people have went and said, mm-hmm. but to me, I I don't want my team going into something, and I don't know what if I if I don't know the location, I'm going to do the research. So I do encourage people if you're going to go to these locations, do your research. You know, just to see what the backstory is a little bit and see what maybe you're dealing with. Yeah, I mean, you know, some people want just the thrill of going to a haunted location, getting a little scared. But they may be walking into something that has a very dark energy. Oh, yeah. And if they're in a certain mindset or mind frame, that energy can get through and get to them. Mm -hmm. You know, whereas like a seasoned investigator who would know how to handle, you know, going into a sane asylum and finding, you know, shadow figures coming at them would be able to stop blocking, you know. Type thing, so it's it's important, especially you know when we're at conventions like this, you get people who are just curious and don't know very much. There, we've known oh, yeah. people who's like, I've never said this to anybody and told us their ghost stories. The you know coming here and talking to yourself or your team is a great way to get a better understanding of what's going on. Oh yeah, and on the on the other spectrum, it could be we have all something's going on in my house, going on in my house. Well, it could just be that your um, electrical box is giving off high EMF, and yeah. that's why you're hallucinating yeah. because yeah. you're drinking too much caffeine and you got high EMF in your house, right? I drink a lot of caffeine. I do, I do too. I do. I, I love mean, it. It keeps me going. Oh, it does. It keeps me going too. And like, I had somebody a couple weeks ago, oh, months ago, sorry, want to be on my team, and I said, okay. Have you ever been on a team? And they're like, no. I was like, okay, before you go asking to be on a team, why don't you hit up one of these paranormal conventions Mm -hmm. and go and talk to other teams and see what it's about? Because we spend thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars on our equipment because it's specialized. Yeah, Yeah, and And people look at the shows and they think, well, that's what that's all about. We're going to go... And there's going to be so much activity, and there's going to be demons and jumping and <laughs> things rocking. And in reality, you sit in an old, dirty building for hours waiting for one little click. But there are nights where we go, and tons of activity happens. But sure. reality is not like TV. Yeah. Oh, no, it's yeah. not. And we've talked about attachments. You know, there are things that will attach to you if you let them, and you have to understand that. And that's where you come to these conventions and talk to many different people, get different yeah, opinions. For sure. Oh, know? yeah. Um, I know our team has been to the Monroe House a couple of times. That's in, down in Hartford City. The first time we went, we didn't get nothing. The second time we went, we had guest investigators. I and my best friend, Indiana Encounters, Crossroads Encounters. Yeah. Ice. Ice. Yeah. We call it ice. <laughs> and we got so much activity. So you can't just go to these places. Like you said, it's not like reality TV. Because in, in reality, you go to these places, you could get nothing. And then, like you said, yeah. you could get all kinds of activity. Yeah. And so many things could go into, you know, the day. It could be a full moon. Or it could not be a full moon. It could be the anniversary of something happening. Or it could be, you know, a day and you go there and nothing has ever happened there. Oh, so, yeah. you know, it's like that. that's part of doing the research, too, is, is was there a specific date that something happened? And will you get more activity if you go on that date? Oh, yeah. I have over 180 locations that I've done. <gasps> That's amazing. What what are some of your top ones that you were just, like, blown away by going to? I haven't really been to a lot. 
but like out of my 180 locations that I've done the research on, Randolph County Asylum is one of my favorites, the Winchester Mystery House, Waverly Hills, Loveland Castle. I mean, I just have so many. Yeah. And then like the Hannah House down in Indianapolis. Oh my God. I fell in love with that (laughs) house. I haven't investigated yet. Yeah. I want to, but it's kind of expensive. You know what is unique, though? It's like in the Ohio, Indiana, and Michigan area, there are so many cool old locations, right? Like historic. Like you have a lot of ties to like, you know, the Civil War, the Spanish-American War. There's a lot of Native American history here, too. Underground Railroad. Yeah. And, you know, some of the the newer cities, they they have torn down these beautiful old historic buildings and you just don't get a randolph county infirmary asylum asylum or you know poorhouse or whatever you're investigating or Or even like waverly hills that's an amazing place that you know if it wasn't for the history it would have been torn down by now oh yeah i that was the very first place like when i started researching back um when i was a teenager in middle school is when i started these binders that was the very first place that I've ever come across, and that's been my number one. And I'm 29 now, and I was like 13 at the time yeah. when I started the history. Maybe I don't, I can't remember. I was in middle school. <laughs> you should put those all into a book. They, ha- I do have them in binders, and uh, I am writing like reports up. Okay. In my own words, so. It's a book right there. <laughs> Yep. Get a book. I'm telling They're you. in binders. Yes. So <laughs> and starting a third one. Great. Awesome. <laughs> if anybody wanted to check out your group or uh, get a hold of you for maybe help with the, either the home or business or location or uh, where can they get a hold of you? We, they can get a hold of us either through Facebook, which is LNL Paranormal Investigations. We do have an email, which is LNL LNL Paranormal Investigations at yahoo.com. Um, we have YouTube. I mean, our main is Facebook and our email. Yeah. I think everybody has Facebook at this point. It's unless, easiest. Except for my 90-year-old mom. She does. <laughs> but every time we hand her the phone, she can't stop. Yeah, she, she just... loves it. She gets on there, and that's all she wants to do is just scroll to Facebook. <laughs> the book of face or whatever she calls it. Oh, my face. That's what she calls yeah. it. <laughs> But no, but Linda, we really appreciate you coming on the podcast and Thank telling you. everybody about your, your journey and and highlighting your your team LNL Paranormal. And if anybody is in the area and you need help with something, please um, you know get a hold of them through Facebook. Yeah, well, yeah, definitely. We will be glad to be glad to help, and we don't charge. Oh, that's great. So great. Yeah. Oh, quickly before we let you go. Are you podcasting as well? We, yes. We okay, do. tell everybody about your podcast. <laughs> um, so me and my best friend started, uh, it's Paris Sister Circle Podcast. We are on Facebook. We um, are on Things Network. So we started this podcast, like, we're like, we're just going to start a podcast to have fun, you know, just, mm-hmm. just be out there. And then all of a sudden, like, not even two hours after we did our first episode, we got... I got a message from Jeremy York saying, hey, I have a spot. We would like to offer you a spot in our network. So we accepted it, and our podcast has taken off. So Great. That's awesome. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, and we hope to run into you at the next convention. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Thank you for having All me. Right. Awesome. All right, and with us right now, we have Brandon from Tinfoil Tales Podcast, a fellow podcaster. Hey, yep. welcome, to, welcome the to the show. Thank you. We always like to have fellow podcasters on and be able to swap tales of podcasting. <laughs> well, I just started about last month, so I've okay. only got about eight episodes available, but I've got content up until almost December ready to come. Oh, out. that's oh. amazing. Now, what are, you, what are you focusing on? Are you doing more of... Uh, just ghost hunting or are you like a broad spectrum of like ghost hunting aliens bigfoot yeah it's a broad spectrum basically the whole tinfoil tales things like tinfoil hat mm-hmm. kind of conspiracy kind of i've got people coming out that had said they were abducted by aliens okay i've got bigfoot sightings dogman sightings i've got all sorts of stuff so what started your journey into the paranormal i've always been interested in it as a child mm-hmm. like it's always been something that's always drawn to me and 
I grew up watching the X-Files. Okay. So I always wanted to be Fox Mulder. That was right there. <laughs> right? Who doesn't? So but I've, I've always just been, like, interested in it. Okay. Like, I always used to watch the alien shows on TV, the UFOs, like, the ghost stories, mm-hmm. like, sightings back in the 90s and everything else. So. Did you have any paranormal experiences as a youngster? Not that I'm aware of, but the, as I've gotten older, I kind of look back at certain things and question if I did or didn't. Mm-hmm. Because I'm actually from this area. I live okay. about five minutes to the oh, west of here. Great. Yeah. And this, so. this area, it's I, when jo- Joe and I were driving in, we came in from Ohio. I feel like this whole haunted energy of this area. What, what uh, makes this area so unique? Or what are some of the things that you've experienced around here? This area used to be the Miami Indian area so because you have the Wabash River then right up here is the Eel River these areas were big for the Miami Indians back in the day Mm because I know the Mississippi Reservoir they have Francis Slocum Trail and everything else through there that was all a big part of the Miami Indians and the reservation and the Miami Indians still gather here in Peru too like that's their main little area so they were here probably thousands of years before Before any of us ever were, yeah. yeah. So this whole area could just be old burial grounds and stuff just because it makes sense with both rivers being right through here and everything else. So, Do you think having the water or the river flow through an area ramps up the paranormal activity because it's flowing that energy through there? I think the flowing of the water is an energy source that I don't know the exact wording to use, but like I think it's it attracts it. Mm. I think it helps like energize it or something. I just think maybe like a conduit. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was looking you know, for. And, and the thing about this this part of Indiana and that I don't know, but I see a lot of ley line activity, stuff like that. Yeah. And the old trade routes and that in you know, the trade route started somewhere because, maybe because of the ley lines or something like that, to where the energy grids were. And they would, first you had the animals that migrate on those, and then the humans would walk by, Native Americans or that would walk by because it's easier to walk there. Right. Because it's already mowed down. Yeah. You know, and it just goes on from there. But has this, do you know of any, like, Native American mound sites or anything like that around this area? I know there's some towards the south of town. I don't exactly know where. Okay. I know there's some burials down that way. There's rumor just to the west of here. It's not too far from where I live, actually. There's an old concrete. It's almost like a box, and it's like right off at the edge of the road, and it was always rumored that that's where any, like an old Native American burial okay. site was, and that's mm-hmm. what that marker was for, but I don't know. Yeah. It's just one of those old stories. Mm-hmm. So a lot of local legends yeah. around here. Now, yeah. do you actively go out and and go to some of these places? I do not. I know there's groups around here that do. Mm-hmm. I've went out on like an investigation with one of them, and I'm not so much interested in trying to have things come after me. If mm-hmm. that makes sense, like I'm not looking for it. Yeah. Okay. So, when I went with them, everything that they thought was any type of meter movement, any type of noise, it was automatically a ghost. Right. And I, I'm, I don't... Subscribe to that, no, necessarily. Like, I try and look at it more scientifically, like, well, this is a building from the 1800s. I mean, the wiring's probably not the greatest, so right. your meter bouncing could just be, like, faulty wiring or something. It's not necessarily paranormal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of people around here, and I'm not speaking for every group. This yeah. is just the one group that I happen to go with. They just, everything to them was paranormal. And to me, it just, it didn't interest me to be involved with something that's not really looking for other explanations as yeah. to what's the issues. Now, with your podcast, I know you're you're new to that, but have you had anything th- strange happen while you were taping your podcast? I have not had anything strange happen to me, per se. I did get warned last week that by looking into this stuff, they worry for me and my family because when I look into things, things start looking back at you. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. 
So. You know, and the digger your deep digger that you deep into the paranormal. The deeper the, you dig. The deeper, yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the deeper you dig. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and but that's the thing is like when you start digging and and you know like this is you know when we started seven years ago, we would you know talk about this topic, but then it opened up so many more doors, and that became another show, and then another show, and something else to think about, and then then you're up all night on the internet trying mm-hmm. to find <laughs> this stuff, right? Yeah. <laughs> like it just it's this never-ending rabbit hole. I actually had an experience on this road out here, and this is a story that I haven't really shared with anyone, so this will be the first time it's oh, ever been awesome. publicly. Thank you for sharing. But I used to work, there's a warehouse right over there, and I worked third shift there. It was a stationary factory, like had paper and stuff, and okay. I used to be one of the box truck drivers, and this was back in 2007. We got off early because the lady that was the supervisor at the time first shift wasn't coming in and it was a Friday which was Thursday would be our Friday mm-hmm. she wanted to leave early because it was our weekend so on Friday she always just write, write the time out on our time cards yeah. so we usually got off at 6.30 but today we got off at 5am so I'm following my co-worker and he turns on this road to go this way and that's the way I go that's the way I lived so as we're headed down this way He's a good six, seven hundred feet in front of me, and it's dark out. It's like February, so I see his taillights, and then I see him swerve off the edge of the road. I'm like, is he drunk? Like, <laughs> what is he doing? And as I get up closer, it there's something in the middle of the road walking, and it, to me, it looked like you know, if you see like car dealers and you see like they have those wind blower yeah. sways, yeah. Yeah. it looked like that in the middle of the road. It was really tall, but it was walking and it was swaying back and forth. So I thought it was a tall person wrapped around in like a black blanket or something. Okay. And it was just kind of like stumbling around. So I had to swerve to miss it too, but I hit my brakes to stop next to it. And I'm driving a 98 Explorer at the time. It's, I can't see the top of it is how tall it is. It's oh. taller than my vehicle. What? And it's still kind of hunched over. But I didn't see arms. I didn't see a head. I didn't see anything descriptive. I just seen two legs and a torso wobbling down the street. So I pulled into the parking lot right by the highway where he pulled into. And his eyes are bulged out. And he's freaking out. He's like, it didn't have a head. What was it? I I couldn't explain it. So we both turned around. We drove back this way. And in the middle of the road, we see this black dog looking thing it almost looked like a chow dog mixed with like a german shepherd like it had the wolf features to it but it was puffy like a chow would be and it's just laying in the road so i get out of my vehicle to start walking towards it because it's not moving i thought well clearly we hit a dog or something but it sits up and looks at me as i start to walk and its eyes glow yellow and i'm rationalizing it it's my headlights making its eyes reflect but it growls at me. Well, at this point, he's behind me and his vehicle's still screaming at me to get back because this thing's growling. So I step backwards, and as I start to step back, it tries to stand up on its back legs. Like, it stands up and then falls back over and then hobbles off into the woods. Oh, okay. It wasn't as big as what I'd saw in the road. It was not much bigger than a normal-sized dog. So he gets out of his vehicle at that point, and walks over to me and I walk back and as we're talking about what the heck did we just see I look down and next to my foot there's a field mouse just chilling licking himself wiping himself I nudged it with my foot he just like keeps on wasn't even afraid of it the mouse is what creeps me out the most (laughs) he's not even afraid of what's going on or there's two people out here and then I don't know what to explain with that we both went home and then we came back over the weekend, and then I brought it up at work, and then he didn't want to talk about it. He said he doesn't know what it was. If I bring it up, he's going to deny it. So I've just always kind of kept it to myself yeah. because the other person that saw what we saw doesn't want to talk about it. Yeah. Wow. That's incredible. So it shapeshifted. Like I said, I don't know if the dog was that thing or... I rationalized that, well, maybe the mouse was out here and the dog was playing with the mouse. He was jumping around and a car hit the dog. And yeah. 
was like the dog wasn't taller than my vehicle because the Ford Explorer is about six foot tall. Yeah. And I didn't see the top of it, so it's taller than six feet. I don't, I can't rationalize. Like I said, I try and look for every normal explanation to things, and that's the one thing I can't explain because it doesn't make any sense. Now, have you heard any other um, legends of lore about that, or anybody else have the same type of experience? I don't know about around here, but that's when I actually started looking into things, and that's when I started, I come across Dogman, like the Michigan Dogman yeah. store. I never heard of that before. I always wow. just thought werewolves, whatever they don't yeah. exist. Yeah. But that's when I came across the Dog Man and the Beast of Bray Road. And okay. Stuff. Mm-hmm. And then everyone's all, maybe it was a Bigfoot. I'm a Bigfoot fan. Yeah. I was like, but it didn't look like a Bigfoot to me because it, I didn't see a head. I didn't see arms. I just mm-hmm. saw two legs and a torso. I didn't see, it looked like, like I said, like someone was wrapped in a blanket. That's like you incredible. couldn't see the top of them. When you mentioned that, I thought about the San Francisco Nightcrawlers. Have you ever oh. heard of them? I've not heard. Okay, oh, you have to look, look into them that up because that you just like... described, except for the color. Uh, you didn't say what color they were. It was it was dark. I could dark, tell. Yeah. It was either black or gray or okay. it was dark these, colored. These on video are white, mm-hmm. but they're basically just two legs, and that's it. Okay, that's and literally what I saw. Oh my gosh! The Native American tribes have actually made totem poles and stuff of these what they call the San Francisco Nightcrawlers. Okay. And being that the Native American tribes were so prevalent in this area, who knows? You may have seen something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just speculating. A lot of my family live out here, and they've lived out here for like almost 50 years, if not more. And as a kid, looking back, like I used to live next door to my grandparents. And my uncle, my mom's brother, he still lives over there. But... He's only a couple years older than me, so he's more of an older brother than he was mm-hmm. like an uncle. So I used to go over there and stay with him at my grandparents' house, and we'd play our video games at night, this and that. Well, I remember one night I ran home to grab a game or something, and I was running back, and I thought it was him out trying to scare me because I saw someone hiding in the trees. I saw the shadows of someone walking, and we live right down by the river, so it's not out of the area. Mm-hmm. And... I run into my grandparents' house. He's inside. Wow. So I'm like, well, if that wasn't you, then who was that? So he goes out and he looks. We didn't see anything. And, like, I literally saw someone walking through there. Can't explain that, but. And then just two years ago, my brother, he still lives out that way. And like I said, my uncle still lives out on that property. Like, he still lives out on my grandparents' property. He has his own house and stuff. But my brother was on his way home, and he thought he saw a shadow figure walking in front of his house. So he called my uncle and was like, are you outside? He's like, I just saw someone, like, almost like they're peeking through your windows. Wow. And it was the same exact area of where I would saw the shadow walking 20, 30 years ago prior to that. Like, it's... To get a trail camera set up out there as stat. (laughs) And then it's still, again, like I said, it's the same area because most of my family, when they moved out there, they bought all this land. So there's like acreage, and everyone just kind of broke off and got their own little portions. But it was about a year or two ago, someone else from out there said that they'd saw, and again, this is just secondhand story. I didn't see this, but they thought they saw dancing spirits, but they said they looked like electrical energies like they were glitching like moving around like really fast Uh glitching going in like circles and i've actually heard of stuff like that before yeah that's interesting but they thought they were out by someone's vehicle and like they could see them from their window i was like well why didn't you record it Mm -hmm. (laughs) if you can see this stuff why doesn't anyone ever think to but sometimes you're in the moment Mm -hmm. and you're just you want to see it you know and you're a little bit in shock and so your first thought isn't, okay, let me stop looking at it and get mm-hmm. my phone. You just want to, what am I seeing? Yeah. You know, the brain is like, okay, let's try to process this as it happens. But we just bought our house two years ago. And again, it's it's not right where they're at, but it's still in the same vicinity. I'm only a couple miles from here. And when we first moved in, now the house was built in 78. 
and as far as we know, no one passed away at the house. But I'm in there painting. We hadn't moved in completely yet. Like, I'm just fixing stuff up before I move in. And I just get this creepy vibe. Like, my dog's in there. He's growling at something. And then I hear, if you step in certain spots, the house creaks. Like, the floor will creak. I heard that same creak. So my hair instantly stands up. And I go into the living room where the noise came from, and there's nothing in there. So I'm like, okay, what's, whatever. So we move in, and it's been about a week or two. And we have the old blinds on the windows that were already there, but they're the pull-down type. Like, they kind of roll up. Oh, yeah. So we pulled it down. My wife and I are laying in bed. We're just talking, get ready to go to sleep. And we have a, our daughter, at the time, she was almost two. But we have a baby monitor with a camera, but you can hear everything because she's in the opposite room. The blind just unrolls by itself. Scares the crap out of us because you're not expecting that. It's noisy. And then within a minute or two, through the baby monitor, we hear this deep voice that says, Mine. Like it was a man's voice, but it sounded electronic and it says, Mine. I'm like, mm, she's God. not yours. Holy crap. So we go and get her out of the broom, bring her in our bed. That was a mistake because then she slept with us for over a year. Oh. <laughs> she just this past summer started sleeping back in her own uh. bedroom. But a couple days later, we noticed on her back, there's scratch marks. There's oh. three marks right oh down her back. Oh, my word. I'll be calling a priest. And... <laughs> We looked at the, the size of them. They were probably, the distance apart would have had to have been at least my size hand. Okay. Because we have other kids. It wasn't, yeah. she didn't do it herself. The other kids, the fingers were too big. Yeah. Like too spaced apart for the three scratches. And with it being three, to me, it's almost like the mocking of the, the Trinity or whatever. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, so I don't mess around when it comes to my children. Mm-hmm. So I went through the house and I called it everything that I could possibly think. I said, you will not mess with my kid. You come after me, everything else. Like you will leave my children alone, get out of this house. And honestly, since then, we've not had any sort of issues. Yeah, that is good. And that shows intent. You know, if if you have a problem in your house and you, like you, you know, with issues and you think that there's a spirit in there, just put that intent out and tell them no. Yeah. yeah. Get Tell out. That's what I said. I was like, if there's anything in here, I don't care where you're from, whatever. I was like, you haven't messed with me yet. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, and you don't want to. So, but within the last few nights, ever since that person told me that by looking into this stuff, I'm bringing stuff back at me. Yeah. Both my two youngest have had issues sleeping. Oh. And so now I'm kind of wondering, I was like, did I really open a door up what, for yeah. something else to come back in because I've started to look into this stuff again? Yeah. It's it's hard to say. You know, it is. It's hard to say. Or, or it just happens that a couple of nights they're not sleeping, but you, you're focusing on that. You're thinking, yeah. maybe that's it. They but, put that paranoia in my head. Yeah. That paranormal paranoia. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, I don't want them to have to deal with stuff that I've brought on because I'm looking into stuff that shouldn't have any effect on them. Yeah. But, but it goes back to the same thing we just said. It's you put put back out that intent and say, listen, these are my kids. Leave them alone and see what happens. Yeah. What made you guys start this whole thing? Well, <laughs> many I, moons ago. Yeah, I was... I was <laughs> I was always into, like, UFOs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I like listening to podcasts. Back then, there wasn't that many. And Jen loves ghost hunting and that. So we were just like, well, let's get together and make a podcast and talk about our experiences. Well, and mine started, our, our dad uh, had a UFO experience when he was a young man in mm-hmm. his 20s. Him and his brother saw a UFO. And then he always had this great love of, like, He'd watch In Search Of with Leonard Nimoy, yep. Bigfoot, Aliens, um, Loch Ness Monster. Mm-hmm. And so we would go to the library back when you went to the library. You know, <laughs> there was no internet. And get books out about ghosts and spirits and, um, you know, Bigfoot and Loch Ness Monster. And that kind of always, I always loved the mystery of it. Mm-hmm. I always thought, you know, like spooky stuff. 
And then one time, I don't know, I must have been a teenager. I was in the house by myself. I think I was about 14 or 15, and somebody called my name. Clear as day. And went downstairs like, who called me? But there was nobody home. But I heard it. And I was like, this is weird. And then, you know, always having this, like, love of, like, mystery and ghosts and old buildings. I, mm-hmm. I, I must be an old soul because I love old architecture. Yeah. I love treasure hunting or, you know, you ever see, like, people find um, secret rooms in their house? Yeah. After, you know, they buy old homes and find secret rooms or they buy a giant wardrobe and they find a secret drawer. I love that kind of stuff. I have dreams that I find, like, secret treasure. So, it was just this always wanting to learn more, right? Mm-hmm. It's that quest for knowledge of what is unexplained. That's one of the things I actually thought about when we bought our house. We went to a store here in town that's like a picker's place. And mm-hmm. It was an old glass cabinet like for like putting in decorative stuff or mm-hmm. whatever. It's really old, and we bought it, and that was one of the first things we put in there. And that's about the same time that the stuff I was like, I wonder if this had something... It could. I mean... Attachment to it. Sure. I mean, anything could get an attachment. It's called stone tape theory, right? It's like, you know, you've got wood. It could have been in a place. It could have been the most loved object in a home. And then somebody's just appreciating that you appreciate it. Yeah. Right? doesn't always have to have a negative connotation to it. No. The three scratches made it negative to me. Well, yeah, for sure. 100%, right? Like, Yeah. yeah, when it interferes with children versus an adult it changes the game yeah for sure i said i don't mess around when it comes to my kids no absolutely not and nobody should and no child should ever experience you know being scared or or afraid in their in their home please people another public service announcement don't take your kids ghost hunting to a haunted location (laughs) i see that and i'm like well we see very young children i mean in in strollers and people taking them to haunted locations it's like do you really want to you know roll the dice on that i mean no that's why i don't want to go to these investigations like i like to hear the stories that people have had to the experiences Mm -hmm. but i don't want the experiences myself because i don't want the experiences to come back with me Yeah. Yeah. yeah no i get that yeah we get that and and that's what's great about podcasting is because Everybody has a story, right? Yeah. Like you, you come to these conventions, and and there'll be pe- people who walk up to your table and say, "I've never told anybody this before." Well, just did, and you <laughs> just did, right? And that's great. You document. You're a historian. You're documenting somebody's story in that moment in time, mm-hmm. and that'll be in the universe. You know. That's kind of how I feel about it. Is I want to give a platform to people that feel like they don't want to say it out publicly. On some of these things because they're looked at as crazy. Yeah. Like, now some of the stories that I have been told from people, I kind of look back at it and I'm just like, I mean, I'm not going to judge one way or the other, no. but it's like, as an average person, the story you told me does come off kind of crazy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But who am I to say that it's not true? And I've said that many times about people that we meet and that I'm thinking, there is no way that that is true, but after I pass and I see it I'm going to be like you were right you were right <laughs> <laughs> when we're on the other side and we have all the knowledge of the universe like I said I'm not here to just to discredit anyone and I tell them that too I was like you can tell me whatever it is I was like I might not necessarily believe it yeah. but I'm not going to argue with you no. about it like I try and give everyone the benefit of the doubt that's right so. everybody has their own opinion about the paranormal and like you just said, we're, I may not—I may think I'm right about something, but it's not right. But it's the passion that I have inside me to, to say that that is how I feel. Yeah. So I've got a guy that's—I keep trying to get an interview with him, but everything keeps happening to mm-hmm. prevent it. But he swears that he was abducted by aliens, but the aliens actually are Nazis that work from with the reptilians. I was like, man, this sounds. Woo woo. <laughs> it makes for a great show. It does. <laughs> it's going to be very interesting to say the least, but like he swears this is what goes on. I'm like, I mean, I guess who am I to say that's not true? I don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't make any sense to me, but it, what do I know? I'm just yeah. a nobody. <laughs> so. so, 
we want to thank you for coming on. It's a blast meeting you. And I've listened to a couple of your episodes, and they're really good. And I hope you have many, 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 many more years of success with your podcast. I do appreciate that. Like I said, I just started just back in September, so it's learning, trying to get everything good, get better audio every episode. I feel like I get a little bit better each time. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait till you go back. Like we go back and listen to our first episodes, and we're like, oh, you know, Bobby girl. Brady. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. Joe's voice is cracking in the middle of it. It's yeah. funny because I, last October, it's like my year anniversary. Yeah. I had a major stroke, and they did surgery on my neck, and ever since then, my voice has changed. I, it's I have another podcast called The Year of Profit, and I had pre-recorded segments mm-hmm. of that. To where I'm gonna go back and put something in the middle, and it's so funny because you can hear the, the difference. difference. Yeah, so it's. I, it's I hate fun. the sound of my own voice, so it's. You'll get used to it. You'll get yeah. used to it, and then you'll be like, "I don't sound so bad." Don't be hard on yourself. <laughs> a lot of people told me I have a radio voice. I'm like, I don't know what that means, but thanks. Yeah, me. I've got a face for radio. So right, just, right. Yeah. <laughs> But no, we really, Brandon, we really appreciate you coming on and, and sharing your podcast with you. And we wish you a great success and hope to cross paths with you at the next convention. Yeah, and, we'll, and we'll put the link of, to your show in our in the show notes of this show. So, so check out his show. Listener, as you're listening to this, look right below where you are and click on that link because it is a great show. Thank you, guys. All right, thank thanks. you. All right. Well, thank you, Brandon. And I want to thank you for listening this week. Tune in next week. We have an amazing guest next week. We have Bob Friedman, the occult detective, coming up next week. You will love this interview. So stay tuned next week. And please, as we always say, if you enjoy the show, share it with a friend. Get the word out. Let's build the show so other people can enjoy my golden voice. (laughs) Just kidding. But now share the show, and if you could, please go up to the website. We have T-shirts for sale. We have books for sale. You can get mine and Jen's books on there. Just uh, click on the links under the books. And uh, have a great week, everybody. Hope you enjoyed the show. And if you get a chance, please come out to a convention. You will love it. And uh, stop by and say hi. So, anyways, thank you, thank you, thank you for listening this week. And we will talk to you next week. Like I said, next week. The occult detective, Bob Freeman. You're going to love it. All right. Thanks, everybody, and goodbye. Things are what they seem, and your mind is not your own. Have a sunshine, thrill to be a stone cold killer. Are you surprised?